welcome to the Beyond Darkness Dialogues with Nana and Nadia. This is a podcast about artistic practice and artistic research, and it's a place for us to share our dialogues with people that inspire us during our collective artistic journey with Beyond Darkness, as well as a space for knowledge sharing in general and exchanging ideas with you. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Yay! We're doing... We're doing season two of the Beyond Darkness Dialogues. Um, very exciting. We have um, already recorded some dialogues with people that we met um, in 2021. And uh, we continue, of course, recording more conversations and we are so excited to share them with you but um, before we go into into sharing the dialogues we wanted kind of um, to do a little bit of a recap of what the year 2021 was for us mm -hmm. um, yeah our collaboration as beyond darkness and kind of the things we have achieved mm -hmm. just uh, look a little bit back and also what we have learned mm. from the conversations we had and from just the process that we went through and uh, we want to share with you also some things that you can look forward to or that we are looking forward to um, this year um, a lot is happening and a lot is yeah just bubbling bubbling exactly <laughs> So it's again Nadia and Nana, um, this hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you for listening in and uh, maybe let's just start with uh, kind of what we have done the past year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a super exciting year. Um, one of the biggest things that stand out for me is um, our performance in Tilly. The first one, we actually made two versions of it in 2021. One uh, that could be experienced live in darkness together with other people. Due to the corona restrictions, we couldn't be as many as we wanted to, but we managed to do it, which was a huge privilege and yeah, super important for us and our work. And then later, a digital version, which could be experienced online at uh, the Living Manifesto Festival. That's at least my biggest highlight and also one of our biggest um, working points mm -hmm. in 2021. Yeah, that was really what we, we put all of our energy into, is the, mm -hmm. the creation of the, of the piece and being able to share it um, yeah but we also uh, continued working with our movement practice matter in motion which uh, we use for different uh, reasons uh, for example we used it as part of the process of Sintili but also we just teach it to other dancers or movement pr practitioners mm. and so we uh, 
we were super happy that we could teach it at Danza Hallener yeah. in Copenhagen. Um, that was just so great, being able to take take it outside and see how other people react to our practice, what they take from it and mm-hmm. how they enjoy it. And just learn from that also more how we want to continue building the practice because as we said in the past, this is not a finished uh, practice. It's an, it's just uh, in movement all the time and mm-hmm. it will it will adjust to our needs and to the needs of the people around us. Yeah. And I th- we used uh, matter and motion quite a lot in the creation process of Sintilli. Mm-hmm. So I think that the movement practice also somehow got shaped by that. Yeah. And I'm quite excited to figure out how it is when it's not in direct relation to a piece. We we are working on, on other pieces now. So I'm sure that some of those thematics will also seep into mm-hmm. the practice. Um, that's That's for sure yeah. but also to figure out what is it when it's um, when it's on its own mm-hmm. what can it do yeah and also what um, I'm not sure we talked about of our fermentation process in our podcast but after a while of letting it letting it be then taking it out and figuring out what is what is the most essential of it what what remains with us and now, after a while of not being in touch with it, mm. it'll be exciting to 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 uh, experience what is. Yeah. Open the jar and see what remains. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and we also um, had the chance of uh, actually giving a lecture. Oh yeah. Um, for the um, dance and choreography students mm-hmm. at Artes University. Yeah. And I think that for me was. Of course, I think Sintili was the highlight, but that was like a like another major mm-hmm. thing for me. It's, yeah. it's just being able to to bring our practice, our artistic research to other students and then being in touch with some of the students, uh, hearing how our talk has helped them figure out how they want to kind of start or continue their research and the questions they come up with and Mm -hmm. it's nice to know that what we do is not just useful for us Mm -hmm. or our immediate circle but actually can extend beyond that and I think yeah we are very interested in these connections or interconnections Mm -hmm. and opening up new spaces and I felt that this was a great way to open up a new dialogue with In another way. Yeah. Yeah, that's also what I really love about these dialogues. That's maybe also an important thing to say, that we changed our name from Beyond Darkness Podcast to Beyond Darkness Dialogue. And I think that makes very much sense, because it is both us being in dialogue with each other, Mm. but especially us being in dialogue with other artists, other people who are interested in some of the same things that we are. And that we can share knowledge and that definitely we also can get some knowledge from them that somehow can change what it is that we are working with or unconsciously give us some new ideas or other ways of doing things or just being inspired. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and it, it goes both ways because from our conversations, something that I realized is that 
we talk to people and ask them very particular questions in relation to their research or their artistic practice. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we also help them sort of rethink their practice or uh, kind of have a new point of view um, towards their own work. And mm -hmm. that's what I like, that a dialogue is never just one way. No. It's always, it, always a give and take for everyone involved and mm. yeah so we we want to receive through the dialogues as you mentioned this like inspiration and just figuring out how other people work and what we can learn from them but also what we can give back and also what the publishing of our dialogues can can give back to other yeah. people who who yeah might just be inspired um, or might learn something new or just be introduced to and new artists mm -hmm. that they have never heard of. Yeah, and be put in contact with others that you mm -hmm. might not know of. Yeah. And I think that's also the beautiful thing about reaching out to other people, is that when you take that first step, then somehow it's easier to take the second and the third and to mm -hmm. like const constantly um, branching out. Yeah. Maybe we can just share a little bit about um, our Sintili working process. Yeah. Um, I think because that was our biggest sort of work throughout yeah. the year, mm -hmm. um, kind of giving our listeners a bit of an insight of what, how we structured our work, work, work mm -hmm. process. Yeah, or maybe just before that, just a quick of what, what Sintali is. Mm -hmm. like it, it's a performance in Nuances of Darkness, and it is... Um, It, it plays with your perception and your imagination. Um, so the pieces, um, um, you can call it a, a solo work because there's, there's one dancer on stage. Uh, Cecilia, who is um, the dancer in the piece, she's going through different um, imaginary states of um, uh, both being. Be, yeah, of being both in her own imagination but also something that you can actually see. And it's oh, I'm just now, now I'm just imagining it. I really miss it. <laughs> um, um, but it's it's a piece that also has a a textscape. You mm -hmm. um, wrote a very beautiful textscape to it that somehow plays again with the imagination of what is seen and what is what is imagined. Yeah, and and this text was um, it has an a sort of purpose to guide the audience it's kind mm -hmm. of yeah it kind of guides you throughout the piece because you are as an audience in complete darkness and in a lot of unknowns and in a lot of questions and an ambiguity towards what you see and what you don't see and what you sense yeah. and how much is there and how much is imagined and there's something about this this journey of the dancer who becomes more of a creature than a human mm -hmm. dancer really on stage her journey is reflected or mirrored in the personal journey of, of the audience um, who, who is guided with visuals um, but also with a lot of sounds mm -hmm. we have an incredible soundscape by Elisa yes. <laughs> um, she has done such a wonderful job making this this ASMR yeah. kind of experience but also something that yeah something that's very inner mm -hmm. and outer at the same time yeah 
I think the soundscape really frames the piece. Yeah. Because it goes from this internal experience to an external experience. And somehow it um, it holds all the movement and the imagery and, mm -hmm. the, and, and the sensations of the piece. Yeah. I think she did a very good job. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to present that piece in October. Yes, I mean, we're going to present it again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's going to be super exciting. Yeah, mm -hmm. but this time it will be to a bigger audience. Yes. And um, we're hoping that Corona will not interfere <laughs> with our sharing no. of our work again. No, no, no. Um, and yeah, just be able to, to bring it closer to people. It was such an intimate setting that I really enjoyed. I mm -hmm. love that it was so intimate and... Um, and up close. Like yeah. We also we had a super close proximity, mm -hmm. the closest we could at those times. Yeah, true. It was really the... It kind of felt like almost blurred where the audience space ended or began. Yeah. Um, also because of darkness that is that is just automatically a given that mm -hmm. you can't really separate the space because it just blends into one but yeah now bringing it into a, a bigger venue and having more audience members and just figuring out also how to place it now in a new space and what yeah. that will do to the piece mm, and if if this bigger space will transform its essence because mm. of this intimate experience that we had yeah something to look forward to how yeah. it will transform um, or yeah. adapt yeah yeah but process 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 yes. of century we had an amazing team of people that we worked with mm -hmm. um, throughout we had Eirik uh, Lee Hegre mm -hmm. uh, the light designer of the piece um, he's now in Norway, back in Norway. And then, as I mentioned, Cecilia Kerr, the um, dancer of the piece, the mover, the movement artist. And the then, multiple creature being. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And another Cecilia, Cecilia Kronbeck, the costume designer, fashion designer, mm. that created this monster of a costume that really helps... Uh, helps the imagination and mm -hmm. um, yeah that's uh, it, it it's really moldable and it works well in the dark with there's a lot of fringes and a lot of like um, the reflective yeah. um, material that uh, helps with the scintillations yes. <laughs> that yeah. we were aiming for yeah and then uh, as you said before Elisa Bosek the sound artist of the piece Mm -hmm. yeah. and the two of us and the two of us <laughs> yeah. these were the immediate artists at least involved in the piece but we also had some great um, uh, consultants yes um, yeah. Rasmus Ulme he was uh, he was a mentor and focusing on the um, you could say that he was focusing on the choreography of the of the piece mm -hmm. and it's yeah the experience as a whole yeah and then we had Solvay, yeah, Solvay Gell, Gell, exactly. <laughs> um, also, um, supervising the process and just 
a really good listener, mm-hmm. always there um, with with an open ear and with supportive voice. Yeah. And uh, Jan Copier, mm-hmm. who predominantly gave feedback on sound, but not just. Um, yeah, but through whom we actually worked with Elisa. Yeah. Um, without him, we wouldn't have met her. So no, that's thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I think we can also call our previous dialogue partners a part of the mm-hmm. collaboration, even though they were not really a, a direct collaboration or didn't some of them didn't know about the piece, but somehow some of the some of the thoughts that were. That sprouted from from our dialogues became present in yeah. in the work of Centilli, and because we had these talks in the in the beginning process of of making Centilli. Yeah, they were part of the research, mm-hmm. um, just as much as we yeah read a lot of material or watched a lot of material that related to what we wanted to get out of this performance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would definitely call them collaborators. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe we have different collaboration circles, like yeah. the immediate circle and then uh, yeah, these like more like ripple kind of visual. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but in terms of process, we already mentioned that we we worked a lot with our movement practice, matter in motion, which means that we worked a lot with complete darkness. Yeah moving um, or thinking or being in complete darkness, uh, imagining in complete darkness, sensing a lot of focus on the senses. And this was like a thread throughout the process. I would say Mm -hmm. that this never really disappeared. Even when we already had movement material to work with, we sort of continued this Um, as a warm-up and Mm -hmm. not just to create movement material and it wasn't something that we just did the two of us with Cecilia Um, we Cecilia the dancer but we also invited everyone who was um, on the artistic team to participate Mm -hmm. in matter in motion Mm -hmm. and it was not only um, a movement practice Mm -hmm. but also um imagination practice as you said so we had these imagination journeys (laughs) and we I think it was something that we it was a little bit a part of our like our world matter in motion before doing Sintilli but somehow it got more developed Mm -hmm. um, because it was a good for us it at least was a good tool for making these imaginary creatures and then from that somehow in, in finding out how you how you embody, embody this creature mm. uh, and translate that somehow into in, into moving or movement yeah i think the imagination journeys were really the biggest i mean once we we realized its potential then yeah. we really just grabbed it and held on to it yeah and we used it in different ways for example sometimes it was just just imagination, n- not using the body in any way, just imagining um, in darkness and one of us guiding the journey. And then sometimes it we asked with a specific um, sense or with a specific um, 
visual or something in mind to start mm-hmm. moving from that and to mm-hmm. start creating. But we also had this moment where um, I was writing in the dark as a response to the um, imagination journey and Cecilia, um, our costume designer, she was drawing in the dark and this drawing became also another layer in the piece afterwards mm-hmm. because it became a sort of map yeah. for one of the creatures to to navigate in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this, this like matter in motion was really I think the, the, the base of, of our yeah. um, process mm-hmm. and we somehow structured the piece of a metamorphosis of, of these different creatures mm. so going from one creature landscape yeah. into another and then finding out how they how they go together yes because we worked with imaginary beings and imaginary landscapes mm. and we didn't try to recreate those landscapes with a set, so that's mm. something very particular. Yeah. We actually have a very um, bare kind of stage, mm. and we really focus on movement as our main element. So movement from the costume, movement with the body, movement from the sound, mm. and then movement with the light that we use. Yeah, And the light is... An element that sometimes we, we forget to talk about it a little bit because mm-hmm. we say that it's a piece in darkness or in nuances of darkness. But the light, even though there's so little light, it is so important to create the, the effect of, of the scintillations or the illusions mm-hmm. and these moments where you really wonder what's there and what isn't or mm-hmm. how many creatures are on stage yeah mm. so the light was super important but it mm. was also really hard to work yeah, with because impossible to work with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you if you sit in front of a light desk and that emits light first of all that's problematic if you want to work with complete darkness mm-hmm. because then you already introduce light to it yeah to the space but then also whoever sits in front of the light desk will not be able to see those nuances Mm -mm. because we work with such low levels like 1%, 2% of light. Um, So, And sometimes extreme amount of light that blinds you. It can be frustrating for the person who, in this case, Eirik, who who couldn't really be as involved Mm -hmm. as he wanted to and that's also something we learned as part of the process that maybe working with darkness requires another approach to light design or needs uh, just another person who Mm -hmm. is not involved creatively who will then just execute kind of the (laughs) the ideas because yeah because Eric at the moment was functioning both as a light technician and a light Mm -hmm. designer yeah but that's something we learned and took from the process and and will implement in the new, uh, at least in the new um, presentation of the of the piece. Yeah. But another, um, just to go back to the process itself, yeah. another important layer that we we used or element that we used was the element of artistic response. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, textscape. Um, that is brought into the space that becomes then an inspiration for movement or soundscape and 
is then developed either in the studio or at home mm -hmm. as a response to it and then that is brought back into the studio and then taken again as an inspiration to respond artistically to in another medium so yeah. we really tried to have all the elements exist on their own but then also being woven together through this process of responding mm -hmm. and by that sort of making sure that none of the elements could exist on their own without the others because they are so intertwined yeah yeah i think that's it was somehow the glue of of the process mm -hmm. that at least when i experienced the piece i experienced it as a almost as a texture yeah as you said this completely interwoven piece yeah which could not have been it couldn't have been happening if we wouldn't have collaborators who were uh, very eager to go a bit out of their maybe comfort zone mm -hmm. or do something that is maybe not in the Uh, for example, the requirement of being a, a sound des a designer yeah. and being also eager to uh, to take the lead sometimes mm -hmm. and to share uh, thoughts or inspirations and give ideas of how to continue. And I think that was what was special about this collaboration that we, when it worked well, that we somehow could lift something up and others were holding it and to be able to, to, be able to do that to somehow also need to let go of some ego or some yeah. some uh, eagerness to also want to lead and then that person lead and then you know that at another time maybe you mm -hmm. are the one in charge of the of the day or the hour or whatever yeah the, the, this experience is I think This is very much at the core of what we want to stand for as Beyond Darkness, our mm. collaboration with other people that we want to collaborate with. Um, being, being so organic, but because everybody is really bringing uh, their strengths and mm. not just in relation to their field, but mm. their strength in, inside the whole process. And um, yeah, of course... If we talk about the the, um, the idea, the concept of the piece, it came from the two of us. Mm -hmm. But throughout the process, I think that the vision that we had of the piece originally adjusted quite a lot yeah. to what was happening in the space mm -hmm. because we accommodated everyone who was part of the process. Yeah, And vice versa, I think that what someone might have thought they would bring in and then realizing how it affects other people mm. in the process also like okay maybe I have to adjust how I work like mm. also just thinking about Cecilia who is a fashion designer and who's very much used to working on her own yeah. because that's kind of her process or the common process in the fashion mm -hmm. uh, world and then asking her to be so much part of the process being there for rehearsals um, being bringing things into the space yeah. um, to explore and try and just be there mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting and, and to also I'm wondering if, if she took something away from that experience in how she will approach her yeah. other works in mm -hmm. the future Yes, but it it is as you said. It's us who 
came with an idea. Mm-hmm. So I think that also some of them, I wouldn't say conflicts because I don't think we had like real no. conflicts, but some of them Tension, tensions maybe. or discussions that came up, which are super healthy. It's also we might have a vision, and are we also because we are two people have yeah. different yeah. different visions or, and that's especially when you work with darkness, it's so difficult somehow to communicate mm. what it is that you want to do because you can't show it <laughs> or so or you try to show it and then it's it's uh, you can't see it or <laughs> but because it was us leading the process yeah it was it, it, it must have been difficult for them also to just blindly follow on board and then but we were but we were very open to people collaborating mm-hmm. with us and and also giving them now you have the uh, the stick, the, the <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah the artistic stick yes <laughs> yeah but you mentioned uh, conversations or or dialogues because in in relation to friction but i would say that the the conversations and dialogues they happened just with or without friction because mm-hmm. it was so important to for us dialoguing is just super important and sometimes we sometimes we speak a lot mm-hmm and it seems maybe like oh why why are we not doing or why are we talking so much but because we i felt that we are a pretty big group yeah and so many elements to work with and it was really important to keep this dialogue ongoing and it was every day we had mm-hmm. a feedback session or yeah. we started the day with dialogue figuring out how we are going to set the day mm-hmm. and then we dialogued a lot between the two of us because yeah. we also had to kind of ensure that, as you said, we continue holding the space, even mm. though within that framework we allowed a lot of freedom. I think that it was necessary to, to hold it just because it is such a fragile space as well, working in darkness. Yeah. What would you say that you learned... From the process of Sintili in the collaboration between us two, like mm-hmm. working working together on a piece mm-hmm. with all the unknowns of darkness and well, for me, um, I have collaborated before and I like collaboration and but I know that I'm also very strong in my <laughs> opinions and in my visions and I'm a fighter for something I believe in. And I feel you are the same and I like this a lot because we don't just easily give up Mm-mm. and if we really believe in something we we are gonna make the case for it and only if I'm unable to convince you then I'm gonna let go of it but maybe then I'm gonna question why I couldn't convince you and then I realize there must be a good reason and I will probably find the reason and if not immediately I will see it later on mm-hmm. and for me I think the biggest thing was the trust that I had in you like the realization of how much I trusted you and yet still in, in the back of my mind worrying of how much am I going to compromise mm-hmm. and then realizing throughout the process that some days I'm going to easily compromise and I feel very okay with that mm-hmm. because I trust you so much. And other days, yeah, I want to hold on to, to something just a little bit longer. And then just 
the patience i think that i maybe towards the end i was impatient but i think <laughs> that in especially in the beginning i felt that i brought a lot of patience or i learned to be more patient and just not try to to be in this overdrive of having to have something finished but more being interested in the the process of it all mm -hmm. before kind of saying okay now now we really have to to start <laughs> creating finalizing actually i think that's mm -hmm. this this point of figuring out when do you have to finalize this is something that's always a bit tricky mm. and um yeah so learning i think part of my learning curve was was this the the tr the amount of trust and the patience that i bring in and then also having always this opposites from us that mm. can sort of when one of us is a bit whew, excited or a bit afraid or a bit like stressed then usually the other one sort of automatically is in the opposite m mode mm -hmm. and can can sort of help <laughs> this this uh, anxiety to sort of be released in a in, in a way that doesn't interfere yeah. or that doesn't impact the process negatively. I think that some of them, like a, a practical thing that I really enjoyed, um, or I, we, we started practicing it a little bit later in the process when we realized that with darkness comes a lot of unknowns. Mm -hmm. And I remember one rehearsal where you were guiding Cecilia. And because I was not 100% on board with what you were doing, I felt so left out, like I felt very not involved <laughs> and because you can't see what's going on, mm -hmm. you, you don't, um, I really had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I think after that moment, I was very observant of trying to understand where you want to go with the day, what is, uh, not the aim, that sounds so, but, but somehow where, what is the journey, what... Mm. Uh, What's the focus? Um, and when I then had that, then I knew, ah, okay, that's why you take the reasons uh, or like the direction that as you do. And then I can also question that. Mm -hmm. And I think the daily reflections, either in the morning or in the afternoon or evening, those were so crucial for the, for the collaboration between us. Because yeah. we, mm. we, we talked a lot through that process. Mm -hmm. But that, that was so important and I think that's important in all type of work when you work together. And other times it just felt so natural and especially in the end of the process we have talked so much about what it is that we want to do, why we do it and shared each, each other's um, excitements mm -hmm. and, and visions about the piece that I knew what you wanted and you probably knew what I wanted mm -hmm. in the end so we know we knew what what had to be cut or what had to what had to change in order to somehow fit into the bigger picture yeah yeah so there was maybe less talking in the end because we knew where we wanted to go yeah that's I, I think that's the beautiful thing about the process is of course that after a while you you have a much clearer picture and then it's also easier to, I don't know, to have these days, for example, and when I couldn't be there uh, in the rehearsal space and I knew that I didn't have to worry about decisions you were taking, mm -hmm. 
because it was so clear that at that point we really were on the same page, even though some we still had a little bit of a different outlook, we have a different perspective and we have different mm-hmm. needs. And this is also what makes our collaboration great, is that we have common a common background and we have a common vision, mm-hmm. but also we have a different background and different visions and, and we sort of uh, bring this together. Um, it would be a bit boring if we would be 100% on board with yeah. each other's uh, ideas. I would then I wouldn't need a collaboration partner, mm-hmm. right? No, and that's a good. I think that's a good thing about you. Then you become excited about what it is that you wanna say mm-hmm. or what you wanna like. What do you stand for? If I have to fight for something. Mm. Then I also then I know okay this I really enjoy so yeah. I have to stick to it yeah and the same with you and that's those type of arguments or dialogues that are really important for making the best out of the piece mm. yeah I think what is a really a positive experience is that um, working on a piece is frustrating. Mm-hmm always there are always frustrating moments there's not enough time there's not enough money there's uh, i don't know you're tired um too many too many ideas that you can't i don't know sort of handle or yeah just sometimes being stuck there's always frustration in all like there's no perfect process where you don't have that but this frustration leads to something mm. this friction leads to something and i, I think the positive experience was that we never had an explosive moment or something, but mm. this this tension or this friction that was there, sometimes more, sometimes less, was a really big creative driver. Yeah. For me, it was really where I could, when I felt the most friction, no matter in relation to whom or what, mm-hmm. it was when I could go home and really reflect the most about what or why and then come with a new perspective the next day or just have a new idea how do i solve this yeah and and that's keeping it exciting for me as well mm-hmm. it's like a, a little puzzle yeah yeah and in sincerely just to like to to wrap up maybe sincerely was um the first uh, performance that we made together mm-hmm. So we, of course, also had a learning curve of figuring out how we work as an individual and how we had to find a common language of how to work together. And I think we got some some concrete tool, uh, tools yeah. that we can somehow get out of the bag whenever we need them. And now also working together again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Not I'm, question, but exclamation no. point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And as you said, the the trust is somehow that has to be an underlying base yeah. for the for the work. Because if there is no trust, then that's it's very difficult to work together. Yeah. Well, th- these were some elements of the process. I think that there's so much more to it, but that mm-hmm. would just be an entire podcast series in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe what would be interesting um, to talk about is. Um, a little bit what what the future holds for us or what the future holds for beyond darkness yes we have exciting things and <laughs> <laughs> um, we are now working on two new pieces then we have uh, one piece it's a site specific piece that 
draws a lot of um, inspiration from Sin City. Mm-hmm. Or it's you could maybe say that it's it's a maybe not a continuation, but they are they are very much related to each yeah, other. Like a sister piece. Like a sister piece. Mm-hmm. Like a twin piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not. Uh, but not. Uh, yeah. How do you call that? Ein Eich. <laughs> From the same uh, yes, Eagle. I, <laughs> I don't know the uh, English word. And then another piece, which well, wait, oh, uh, yes, the site-specific piece is called Morphosis. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, site-specific, but also outdoors mm-hmm. in nature. So I think that's a, a really important element uh, taking sort of ideas from Sintili, where we worked with different creatures, different landscapes, other organisms than a human or human being. Mm -hmm. And now taking what we sort of experienced and and went through with Sintili outside of the studio, outside of the black box, outside of a a closed environment into an open outdoor environment. And very important, into the light. Yeah, or at least more light. More light. <laughs> not com- maybe not complete light, but you'll definitely see more. Yeah. That's going to be super exciting. Yes. And then we're going we're gonna to move in that piece where before we were outside of it and could experience it. And now we are also going to try to experience it from the inside. The two of us. Well. Yeah. 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 That's so exciting as well. I'm so curious about this process of now having been, yeah, the... the the viewer um, and becoming now the the mover mm-hmm. and how will we how will we feedback when when yeah. we're both inside yeah that's gonna be uh, another type of darkness and unknown yeah yeah but I'm very excited yeah, me too oh and I can't wait to to do a site specific piece again it's um, yeah. yeah so that's one piece that we are currently that's currently in our minds. Yes, and, and then there's this big other right. piece that um, we have already been planning <laughs> for a good year. It's yeah. been on and off in our conversations. And now we are finally, finally going to start working on it. Mm-hmm. And it's our new piece called Entangled. And we're actually going to do our first residency related to the piece in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, well, maybe when this is released, this episode, then this is already in the past. But uh, yeah, in January this, this month, we are going to have a residency where we will investigate um, choreographic elements related to the piece. Yeah. And the piece is we go hmm how much should I reveal <laughs> <laughs> not too much but, but still enough <laughs> we, st- we still work with darkness and we still work with senses and imagination but we somehow go a little bit more uh, into the ground and connect ourselves to um other living organisms than than humans mm-hmm. and from a focus on from a focus on sight and perception in Sintilli we now focus more on a olfactory mm-hmm. <laughs> experience 
as well as a, of course as a total body experience as we also did in Santilli, but with a larger focus on olfaction. Yeah. And um, another something we can reveal is that we would like to, or not we would like to, we are going to collaborate with other organisms, um, in particular fungi and mycelium. Mm -hmm. This is what we are going to investigate um, throughout the year. And so we have again a, a bigger collaboration with other artists, some of whom are the same than in Sintili mm -hmm. and some new ones. And yeah, we are going to, to create again a holistic piece, um, very interwoven as such, but also um, have it exist Again, this idea of, of the sustainability of a piece, have it exist in two different formats. So we actually intend to have um, an installation piece or an installation and then a performance piece. Mm -hmm. And they're going to coexist um, and the same time frame, but let's say, but it can once be experienced in a setting that is just other organisms non-human <laughs> that are non-human and then once in a setting where human beings will be involved as well so that's really also quite mm. intriguing how to how to create an for a new format something that both of us are not necessarily um, highly familiar with because mm -hmm. we're mostly mostly doing performances yeah but still, we can we can draw from some of our past experiences, and mm -hmm. to me, entangled is a natural next step from Sintili. Yeah, and I think, oh, hopefully, after also performing Sintili again, it can, it also it's maybe it feels feels more natural. Mm -hmm. And just a really stupid but uh, fun. Uh, <laughs> fact is that uh, tonight we are going to have a mushroom themed dinner because that's our <laughs> new thing it's um or new thing but mushrooms are everywhere and uh, we are yeah we're just very excited to explore the realm of fungi and mushrooms in not just an edible way but also in a more scientific way so we are going to collaborate with a mycologist mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's just super fascinating to, to learn more about another organism that is in a way so different from us and yet we are so dependent on yeah. and very often is actually invisible to our eye and therefore it's also something uh, that relates again to why we work with darkness mm -hmm. is um, either the mycelium that is happening on, like this network that is happening underground that is just so important for other plants especially trees mm -hmm. but then also having uh, mushroom spores flying around in the air that we don't see but we inhale and then all the um, fungi in and on our bodies so this whole interconnected world of fungi yeah um, that we're just super super interested in delving into mm -hmm. and and working with yeah and I'm sure that when we 
as as it is with everything else as we just get a little insight of of what it can be and what it is about then i'm sure we'll know much more of that what it is not like mm-hmm. the thing of the new when you know something you know how little you know <laughs> <laughs> yes it is exactly that yeah and i'm sure that because we both of us have been super interested in in um, fungi for a, a long time now yeah. and been talking about it but now it's it's it has to go to another level which is um quite exciting yeah and i'm just so excited to to bring a sort of living sonography into the space mm-hmm. like it as you said it's also the natural next step like Sintili was black box darkness and then morphosis will be a version of Sintili in nature so with nature and other organisms but without choreographing them or mm-hmm. uh, choreographing necessarily for them but with them and then entangled will be taking something living other than us human beings into mm-hmm. the space again so it's kind of like this inside outside bringing something from the outside in yeah and how this relationship between the inside and outside affect like what is this relationship and how it affects then the process mm-hmm. yeah that, that's definitely also where affection comes in mm-hmm. Because that's what bring like bridges the inside and the outside. Yeah. But maybe that's um, that also gives a little bit of a clue of what we will talk about in our our next season. We are going to have talks with um, about artistic research and collaboration. Collaboration. We'll again go into. Uh, talking about darkness, the senses and the imagination, this is still is our mm-hmm. uh, our focus points. Some of the some of the dialogues that we'll have will of course also frame the on inspire the uh, pieces that we are currently working mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that's why we do it, like to to learn and then also figure out how these dialogues sort of are useful to our process and to our creative yeah thinking and mm-hmm. yeah oh but it's like it's just tingling inside of me just thinking about <laughs> that very soon we're going to to start so we have this residency that we got from Hout and Urban Dance mm-hmm. and um, so it's going to happen in Roskilde yes. and um, it's just so much so much fun to think of of starting this new piece that we've been talking about for so long and it's finally going to happen with the body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get back to that. Yes. But maybe just... Okay, Nana mentioned that we have this um, variety of talks this mm-hmm. season. It's less centered around darkness um, as the previous season yeah. and, and there will be a bit of a, a mix of, of things that are just important to us. Mm-hmm. But we would li- really like to encourage you to also, if if there is somebody you think that we should be talking to, yeah. because you hear what we are interested in and you think oh, this person or this artist or this scientist or or my friend who knows a lot about, <laughs> um, because we yes we talk to other artists but we are actually not we we don't want to reduce our dialogues yeah. to to people in the artistic field. 
Um, so it can be anybody that, um, yeah, that's sort of interested in 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 this, yeah, beyond darkness themes mm-hmm. <laughs> that that we are interested in. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think it would be just super amazing to hear from you as well as an audience who you think we we could we might be interested or learn something from yeah or... yeah and that would bring us closer to you as well like mm-hmm. we we totally want to hear your thoughts like it would be so great if if you would also i don't know write us and tell us yeah oh wow this was a great dialogue with person so and so and i learned this or here is another thought about that particular theme you touched upon and yeah so please feel free to write us and we still have the same email address which is bd.metainmotion at gmail.com yes and um, for any other uh, beyond darkness related information or news check out our website It's um, it's a little bit different from our email, so just be careful. It's bdmatterinmotion.com, so mm-hmm. without the dot. Mm-hmm. And um, there you can uh, see some photos or video excerpts from either our movement practice or from our performances. And you will also um, yeah, just be able to be updated about upcoming events. So mm-hmm. if we are teaching again, um, or if we're giving a talk um, for a festival or wherever, then you can find this information on our website. You can also subscribe to a newsletter there. And then you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's either you find us with Beyond Darkness or BD Matter in Motion. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening in. I hope that you enjoyed some of our reflections of uh, uh, of our process and our year and uh, we are super looking forward to sharing the dialogues that we recorded with yes. you yes um, they have, have a been, lot to look forward to yeah they have been great and yeah just um, stay in motion <laughs>